LiftNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2022, and this is episode number 563 of Barry on Deck. I'm hearing an echo. Why am I hearing an echo? Uh, I'm hearing an echo. Clean deckhead here. Did you take a shower? Good for you. Uh, I don't want to brag. I've showered twice this week. I mean... Actually, if we start the week on Sunday, I've showered three times. If not, Monday and Wednesday. That's pretty good. This is pretty good. How you guys doing, man? Hope you had a good night. I mean, come on. Let's go, Astros. <laughs> By the way, when I went to the game the other day, I would like to point out that anyone that starts the Let's Go Astros chant in the concourse once the game is over, just randomly, it's, it's kind of like starting the wave guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, you are late, asshole. Fuck you. What? God damn. McLovin, you're get like, you get like aggressive. Like, I know you're being facetious, but fuck. So it's, uh, it's unnecessary. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a lot to discuss in a short time to discuss it. Because, because, yeah. super late start. And then, oh, my freaking God. Yo. What is happening? Holy shit. And that just started a hype train. First of all, Jared Taylor, thank you for the 100 bits, my friend. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, P. Randizzle. Thank you for Thank resubscribing you. for six months. P. Randizzle has resubbed for six Heck months. Yeah. Thank you, Bubba. Appreciate that. And then... Heck yeah. My man goes crazy and gifts 10 subs. Heck yeah. What is happening? Holy shit. That is so badass, P. Randizzle. Thank you so much. That kicked off a hype train, bitches. Let me get out my... A shot glass. Oh, come on, daddy needs a shot. Mm. The fireball is lacking. The fireball is lacking. What's up, P. Ray and Dizzle? What's up, Dizzle Dog? How are you, buddy? Thank you for the 10 gifted subs. Who got them all? Who got all these gifted subs from Patrick Rand Dizzle? Uh, let's see here. Let me scroll. Patrick Randall gave out gifted subs to... Angry Miss Shay, Angry Mishy, UT Broward, Rombi4, uh, Aolos Gaming, what's up, Katie? JPJ Loves Gaming, PB Guy 53 Terrence J got a sub, that's what's up. 
Cool Breeze, Stevie Buns, and Scott Hansa. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Hey, and because of that, that started the uh, hype train. Well, that and then Joe, thank you for the 100 bits. That kicked off the hype train. Fucking P. Randizzle, just like that, gets us to a level four hype train. Unfucking believable. Alan Denson, thank you for the 100 bits. All right, folks, this is for the hype train. Uh, holy shit, this goes out to Patrick Randall and Jared Taylor and Joel and Allen. Cheers, my dudes. Thank you, guys. Happy one nothing Astros in the ALCS. <laughs> Suck it, Yankee. Uh, Jared, thank you for the 300 bits, buddy. You guys are horny, isn't it? Uh, that's what it is. You guys are trying to see nipple, huh? That's what it is. You guys are horny right now, trying to see a little titty action. By the way, I have a mole. I think I need to go get checked out. It's like super red. That that mole right there. Look, you see it? That's not a titty, but I need to go get that checked out. See, you don't get the you don't get the titties. You don't get the titties until we get to the dude. P. Randall said starting the evening off right. Uh, I got I got some fun shit uh, to tell you about. So we've got some sponsors. Um, in the works, we've got, uh, I'm working on some new overlays. I think one of them you're going to see when Apollo Dez joins. It's going to be kind of a cool thing. By the way, that's another cool thing. Apollo Dez is joining me today on the program. Going to talk some Major League Baseball. Astros, Yankees, game one was last night. We got to talk about that. We will with Dez. Um, I got into an argument with some dumbass fan about the dynasties. We'll talk about that. Uh, Jared Taylor, thank you for the 300 bits, man. I can't remember if I did it or not. Uh, Alex said show belly button. Oh, no. No, you don't want that. It's all disgusting. And uh, by the way, we'll do all the, the stuff we got to do later. Oh, fuck. I didn't make a slide for a birthday. I got to do that real quick. Shit. I got to make a birthday slide. I don't have headlines today because of my meeting. I'm sorry for my tardiness. I'm sorry for my lateness. Um, I had a meeting with Twitch. Um and then your boy kind of screwed all that up. So we're it's it got all it got all bad. It got all bad. Uh, but we're here and we're doing it. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh shit! I gotta check the spelling on this. Hold on. Oh shit! Where's where's Jen's text? I gotta check my spelling here. Oh god! I gotta sneeze too. Oh god! Oh god! The shoes. Money's gotta be the shoes. Dude, I, I sneezed so hard I hit the shoe check. Holy shit. Oh god, that was that was crazy. Uh that was absolutely insane. All right, I got I got my birthday slide. I got that made. Uh now I gotta download it. Hold on. Hold 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 please. Hold please. Um, so we had NBA last night. Rockets had their first game of the season, as did most other NBA teams. We've got Thursday night football tonight, uh, which I will be sidecasting. Um, and you, you're going to want to tune in. I can't say you just, you're trust me. You're going to want to tune in for this. Not even for like the, the trivia, which is awesome. Um, but you're going to want to tune in for tonight's sidecast. I promise. Uh, it's super dope. It's gonna be cool as shit. Now, um, we've also got game seven of, or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, week seven of the NFL that we need to go over. Maybe we'll bust out the Laminator Five Thousand and take a look, see what it says for the week, and we can discuss games. And I, I wanted to do this today. We're not gonna have time, but I think what I want to do going forward 
on Thursdays because it's the last show of the week. And normally we do have three hours. Uh, what I think I want to do going forward is I'm going to make my picks, right, based on the spreadsheet. We'll pull up the Laminator 5000. We'll have what the Laminator 5000 picks. I'll make my pick. And then what I want to do is let the chat pick the winner. So, um, you know, most, uh, I guess, the, the, the teams that get the most votes. Maybe we'll just run quick little one, two-minute polls for each game, and you guys get to vote. And then we'll have, and we can look at our track record. And see how the Laminator 5000 doing, how did the Laminator do, and how did the chat do. And so I want to do that going forward. I think that'll be kind of dope. So uh, that'll be cool. Uh, but we can't do it this week, unfortunately. Um, Hold on. Let me download this. No, not current page, you dumb bitch. Okay. Done and download. Uh, but we got a ton to get to. First thing first, though. First things first. I got to say thank you to everybody that has sent in a $5 Friday uh, on a Thursday. It has turned into, from $5 Friday, it's turned into Thankful Thursday. And boy, is that accurate. Uh, I am super thankful for you guys and your continued support. It's amazing. It means the world to me, and it keeps this thing going. 100% keeps this thing going. And so I got to say thank you because also I kept forgetting to do it but i didn't even thank you guys for last week we didn't have a show on thursday because i took mom to the to the game and you guys still sent in thankful thursdays and i just i'm so blessed and so thank you for last week uh where'd it go uh donna and uh sent in a ten dollar happy thankful thursday last week and uh sylvia sent in a um a uh, $5 Happy Thankful Thursday. She said, hope you're enjoying the game with your mom. Go Strohs. PP Dub sent in a $6 Thankful Thursday, Thirsty Thursday and said, go Strohs. And then today, Donna has sent in a $10 Happy Thankful Thursday. Thank you, sweetie. Jen sent in a $5 Thankful Thursday. Sylvia got in on it and said, happy BOD Thankful Thursday. Go Astros. Thank you for that. And then Ivan with a $10 Thankful Thursday. Go Astros. Man, you guys are amazing. I appreciate you. Also, uh, Alex Villanueva sent in a $10 Thankful Thursday last week. Told me to buy my mom a beer, but I didn't see that part. So I never did. I didn't buy her anything. I, I paid for the gas to get down there. That was expensive. Uh, oh, shit. The hype train is done. Thank you guys for the hype train. 11 gifted subs. And 600 bits. Oh, we were so close to Titty Town. So close. So close indeed. Um, but uh, maybe I'll just show a little butthole. Did he see my shoe check? I stepped away. Uh, I did see it. I haven't done it yet. But since you're back, this is going to be weird. This is going to be the weirdest shoe check we've ever done on this show. Uh, I really, that's, it's true. Here's why. Uh, I always match always hundred percent match every time. I don't match today. I don't match in the least little bit. None of this matches. So I had this shirt. I was going to wear a different shirt. I grabbed this shirt and I was like, well, I'll just change shoes. And then got busy, got on the call, did some other shit, had to test guest star again. Cause I'll be streaming with OBS tonight, which sucks because I can't use all my shit that I've been scripting. So that's whack. But uh, I didn't change shoes. So it doesn't match. God damn it. But I was going to wear a white and red shirt. So I would have been wearing my uh, Air Max uh, anniversary 326. That was the day the Air, first Air Max ever dropped was 326. So I'm rocking my anniversary Air Maxes. I like them, man. They're, uh, 
They're a little bit different with the the lighter leather. I don't know what that's called, uh, but they're they're uh, they're super super comfy, super light, and I like the Air Max ones. I just don't like them as much as the Air Max nineties. But they are comfortable, and um, yeah, and so I hadn't busted them out in a while, so I thought I'd rock those. Don't even match. You're just walking around here looking like an idiot. I mean, that's anyways. That's okay. I can't. I can't get my. God damn it. <laughs> Holy fuck, you know you're fat when you can't get your shoe on. Oh, my God. All right, it's hot in here. And you're going to notice, yeah, I got a Diet Coke. So I didn't realize Nora had bought two 30-packs from Sam's already before I busted open the two-liter. So we're going to get through these, and hopefully we'll get back to maybe less cans of Coke and more whatever. Okay, let's get to it. That's enough bullshit. Let's just get down to brass tacks. Let's do it. Oh, I didn't say what's up in the chat. Let me say what's up in the chat. My bad. Uh, Alan was super early, as was um, DJ Maddie and Christopher Reyes. Chris Reyes was in at like 145. I was like, I don't think he saw the tweet. Uh, but DJ Maddie, Alan, uh, Alan Denson, both in early. And so was Potch uh, and Nightbot, that raggedy bitch. Good to have Nightbot back. But I see FJ is in. He said, what's up? By the way, FJ, your little treat, your little snack, your little gift. <sighs> Had a little bit last night. Oh, shit. Thank you, buddy. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you can tell I'm in a good mood. Daddy got some sleep. Uh, Ivan is in, of course, because he hopped in on the hype train. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, my sweet, sweet Donna is here. Philip Bernard. What up, family? Christopher Reyes is here. TS Stream said, I wonder if Barry's going to do Thursday night sidecast tonight. Yes. And as I said before, you don't want to miss it. I promise you, uh, once this show is over, I'm going to go make dinner. I never ended up being able to make uh, chicken butter bites and asparagus for Nora. So I'm going to hurry up and make that. We're going to have dinner together. And then I'm going to bust my ass to get a bunch of shit done before the sidecast starts. Because it's going to be dope. That's all I can say. Tune in. Uh, what else? FJ got. Uh, Jen. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate you as always. Thanks for being here too. And for the thir uh, thankful Thursday. Uh, I even got. Boy, it was. It was uh, cra Alex, what's up? Alex Villanueva is in early. That is awesome. Uh, who else? Where's my, where's my sheet at? Hey, Cisco is in. What's up, dude? Good to see you, player. Jared Taylor is here. And Terrence is here. CC! She said, clean deckhead here. You called these others dirt, damn dirty deckheads. Oh, okay, okay. Now I get it. Okay, well, I guess it's me. Uh, McLovin is in the building. What's up? Acting like a jerk all right off the rip. Uh, Aaron J. Bryant, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Uriel Villanueva is in the building. Hello. Um, Thor, what's up, fam? Good to see you. Joel, Allen. I got Alex. Uh, Steven Luther is here. What's up? P. Randizzle, of course. Of course, P. Randizzle's in the house. He's main reason we had a goddamn hype train early. And now, now main reason I'm going to be drunk because I got to do another shot for a birthday. Shit. At least no one is worried about the top 28 NBA players at the moment. True. Very true. <laughs> Show belly button. Nope. That was a terrible idea, Alex. Richard Vales is here. What's up, pimp? VB is here. 100% chance there is lint in the belly button.
It's not. It's not focused. I mean, a little bit. Um, who else? Amongst other things, no, it's just Lenten hair. That's all that's in the belly button. What's up, Celio? Uh, Barry, by the way, I was laughing my ass off during that Canadian stripper story. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a fun story to tell. Announcers for the playoffs have been eh. They have no energy and make it very boring to watch. Yeah, everybody wanted to get rid of Joe Buck, and I hope you're happy. Are the Sounders ready for tonight? What is it, the Saints? Oh, I guess it would be like, oh, and the Cardinals. Ka-ka! Ka-ka! Maybe I'll just make them myself. I think I just make my own sounders. Uh, do you have the spreadsheet in Google Docs that we can use at home? No, I don't have it set up to use at home. Um, what I thought about doing, though, Mina, what I thought about is publishing it on Patreon. Uh, as a little extra perk, you get the Laminator 5000 for free. For free. For free. Well, that'd be kind of dope. I mean, if you're into that. Uh, Uriel Villanueva, what's up? He said, did he see my shoe check? Yes. Flip. What's up, pimping? How are you? Potch. More water, less Diet Coke. <sighs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. This Tony Robbins thing that I've been trying to get uh, into, it's called Get the Edge. And they kind of preach that, right? Not just water and Diet Coke, but getting up and moving. Let me explain. Oh, my God. You guys, this is so embarrassing. So this Tony Robbins series that I'm trying to follow, I've failed so far. Uh, it's seven days. But, like, the very first thing he tells you is you got to just, when you wake up in the morning, you just get out of bed and start moving. You're right. You just get out of bed and then you just start walking. And I'm like, all right, well, some of us sleep naked. That'd be gross. We get out, put shoes on, go for a walk, an hour walk right off the rip. Now, that didn't happen. I got to get up. I drink my coffee. I, I got to take my Adderall because then that wakes me up. But I didn't today until late. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for the walk. It was like 9 o'clock, I think. It's like, by God, I'm going for this walk, and I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to do my little chant. I'm going to talk to myself, and I'm, I'm going to cheer myself on, and I'm going to visualize, and I'm going to do all this crazy shit. I'm going to look like a crazy person. Walking around this neighborhood. And I put my clothes on. And then I made breakfast. Uh, and then while I was eating, I was working on some shit. And then I got I got busy. And then I worked on some other shit. Uh, and then I looked up and was like, fuck. It's too late to go walking. So I was literally in my walking. I had my shorts on, my shirt, my walking shoes, or my running shoes that I wear. I downloaded the stuff to my watch to be able to listen to him. And I mean, it's a start. It's a start. I had every intention, but uh, Dimata said, I would say just sidecast the Astros game, but you got a guest for the football sidecast. Uh, I, how do you know I have a guest? How do you know I have a guest? That's a bit pretty big assumption there. Dimata. Ah, uh, let's see. Be handed. What's up? It's all about the Air Max 97s. Those are ugly. No, those are ugly. Those are ugly. CC said, smell it. Cece, can I tell you something, though? Uh, real talk. Um, ugh, fuck. I had no idea how bad behind your ears smells. I had no... I'm 48. I've never smelled behind my ear. Uh, like, I think I was in between shower days. It was like a Tuesday. Okay. I showered on Sunday. I showered on Monday. I showered on Wednesday. So, I think this was Tuesday. And I did something, right? Like, I was... I was, I was hanging out, and I was just like, I think I did like that, and I like scratched. I was like, oh, there's like a bump there. Is that like a pimple? Oh, okay. And then I was doing something, and I went, 
And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh God. <laughs> ah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm like, does my ear have a yeast infection? What? I had no idea that. And I think it's because I wear these headphones. All, like a lot. Like I have an indention in my hair permanently. Like I'm going to go bald just right here, I think. Yeah, behind my ears stinks. It's gross. Uh, so there you go. Donna, are you reprimanding me or greeting me? It must smell kind of nasty. I've been watching the Spanish coverage of the ALCS. It's way more entertaining. Oh, I bet. Tony Robbins hungry. I don't know what that means. You did the preparation for next time. Yeah, well, my wife has us going hiking on Tuesday. Yeah, Nora wants me to take her to Big Ben to go hiking. So I think we're going to try to do that here in a couple of weeks. Uh, you just talked about Apollo. What? Oh, no, no, no. I have, yeah, he's joining me on this show, not on the uh, sidecast. Yeah, yeah, he's joining me on this show. Yeah, he won't be here for the sidecast. That's not. Mm -mm. That's, that's basketball. He's going to be watching the game anyways. Are you kidding me? You think you're going to get Apollo to do any? You think you're going to get Dez to do anything other than watch the Astros? Kind of sad I'm sidecasting. It might turn into a, a dual sidecast. You know what I'm saying? It might turn into a dual sidecast. What's up, Shizak? Good to see you pimping. Um, bitch, you don't shower enough. That's true. No, that's true. You need wash gloves. What are those? I have this little, like, scrub brush. I'm going to start using it behind my ears. I had no idea it stinks that bad. Because you told us, like, two weeks ago you were going to have a guest for tonight's sidecast. Which is why you uh, have to use that OBS stuff. No, I, I, I told you two weeks ago. No, that's not. Uh, -uh. that's not. No. Uh, that's you need to bathe every day, Truman. Okay. Probably. What's up, Jeff Bell? Good to see you. Half listening again. Oh, me? Who, me? Uh, Astro Sidecast. Barry, be careful. Hiking wouldn't want you to break a hip. Oh, kiss my ass, McLovin. Fuck the NFL game tonight. Stop by the winery on your trip out to Big Ben. That might be a possibility. That would be fun. I thought the water restriction signs were fire lawn. Or fire lawns not showering. Okay. I, what? What? What's up, Uzi? Damn, Demata keeps copious notes. I, I, I didn't even think I found out about it back then. I guess I did. I, yeah, I feel like I just found out about something a few days ago. But whatever. All right, I got that out of the way. Uh, hey, real quick, let's raise our shot glasses, and then we're going to talk Astros baseball. This is not conducive. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. Daddy, I'll stop almost. Almost, I almost messed that up. Almost had, almost had shot everywhere. Almost just had shot all over the place. Uh, where's my templates? There we go. I got to get this set up. Because, because, because we have a birthday in the, in the house, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even think he's here. He's probably working. And that's okay. Because we celebrate birthdays anyways. So,
was gonna. Yeah, now it smells like belly button and the ear. That's my favorite part. Right here. That's it. That's my favorite part. Hey, uh, happy birthday to my guy, my cat, my dog, my dude. AR Platinum. Pippin, man, I hope you have a great. Ooh, there's a hair on my dog glasses. I hope you have a fantastic birthday, Pimp. Uh, thank you for all your help and uh, conversations on IG about YT. He knows. He gets it. Uh, but I appreciate you, man. Have a wonderful day, dude. I hope you get roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into, man. You get it, and uh, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Uh, here's to 100K on YouTube and uh, and your first million. Uh, cheers, homie. Happy birthday. Sounds like it was played by Revenge of the Nerds. No, bitch, this is special. Special birthday, Jack. son said he likes the birthday song yeah of course everybody loves the birthday song everybody loves the birthday song there's a few haters uh shocks at a fireball wine box that might be the most ratchet thing ever yeah i already drank one side i'm uh i'm almost almost done with the other side thanks to the deckettes they they know what i like I mean, I, I got my JMO over here, but I don't even, I don't need it. I don't need it. I got fireball in my life, so it's whatevs. Um, <laughs> thank you, chat, for wishing uh, AR Platinum a very, very happy birthday. Okay, let's, um, uh, let's talk. Hey, by the way, shout out to everybody listening on Podbean, all three of you. Uh Jay Rizzle, Titan Hugo, Christopher Reyes. Hello, gentlemen. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Hashtag save the beans. Not going to help. It's going away at the end of November. That's it. No more pod beans starting December 1. <laughs> I'm so excited. Actually, starting November, what? Thir- last, the last, the roast of my face in November at the end of the month when we roast my raggedy ass beard. Uh, there will be no pod bean. It'll be gone. Just, it's not, it hasn't panned out, but we tried, we tried, just didn't work. Uh, all right, so Apollo Dez again going to join me probably in the 4 o'clock hour, 4.15, 4.30. We'll talk specifics about Astros baseball. I just want to talk with you guys a little bit about uh, the game last night in general, because I want to get his thoughts on it, but I want to talk about going forward too. Um, I didn't get to watch. I got to tell you all the story about my set last night. I got hit up by the Houston Improv to do a show for a guy named Rob Anderson. He's known as Heartthrob. I know, Philip. Calm down. Calm down, Philip. It's okay. You're not the only Heartthrob, and that's fine. It doesn't 
You know, I'm sure I'm not the only uh, laminate. No, I'm sure I'm not the only. Um, what's my nickname? Boom Boom. I'm sure I'm not the only Boom Boom. There's Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Virginia Button, see that. Virginia Button, we said I will miss your bean. Oh, can we pay ten? Uh, uh, can we pat ten a roast if you grow your hair on your head out as well? Can we? Can you pay ten? Oh, what the fuck are you trying to say, CC? Are you trying to say I don't understand? She said I hate my new glasses. Do you type by looking? Are you a visual? T- are you a a hunter and pecker? I bet you are. She's. Dear sirs and oh fuck. Delete, delete, delete. CC types like old people dialed phones back in the day. <laughs> Grow your hair out and your head on your head as well. No, God, no. I need to cut it now. It's looking awful. No. Uh, grow your hair and your beard and we will pay 10 bucks. Yeah, you'll pay 10 bucks one time, but I got to deal with that shit all month. Are you fucking crazy? If I had a guarantee of how much we would make, like, you know, it had to be a good guarantee. But then I don't want you guys to shoot your load early because don't forget, we got the streamathon in December. Chan, call me. Are you going to load it in the bean after the live? Yeah, I always upload the shows to Podbean. Always. Um, but yeah, so what the hell was I going to look at? Oh, Rob Anderson. Um, oh, this was actually last night. So um, Rob Anderson, uh, a super funny dude. Uh, he has some really hilarious videos. Let's see here. He goes by... Um, heartthrob and one of his like he had a video i'm gonna download this i'll probably get a copyright strike but that's okay uh i I just want you to see the beginning of this because i think you need to understand who i opened for uh you speak no lies cowboys in alabama law cc is still drunk Mm, what's up spoon i owe you uh an upload i uh, trust me i haven't forgotten buddy trust me on that just Late on everything. As per usual, I'm behind on getting all my shit done. Uh, okay, where's my YouTube uploader? Let's see. Barry on deck. I mean, not uploader. Um, you know, legal copy thing. It's it's all legal. It's all legal. It's all on the up and up. It's all just, you know, it's all good. Let me see. Let me just download this real quick. Start. We could do 720. That's fine. We don't need the fancy version. We don't need it. Just download the God blessed video. Oh, I got it. Yeah, that was fast. That was way faster than the MP- MP3s I was bootlegging. What? I'm going to put this in non sports. Put this in the non sports tab like a good person should. All right. So this is Rob Anderson. So uh, the other night, I get a call, a text at like 1140 at night. And, uh, bitch, what is that about? What is that about? This is not what I set up. Shit. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me, please, baby. Jesus, please make, oh, oh. 
I don't like the way this all works anymore. None of this. I've made this so complicated. I know. Surprise. All right. So here is Rob Anderson. Hi. You are. And uh, this is uh, one of his videos on YouTube. This was on the Houston Improv website. Barry, do you know Jerry Seinfeld? No, but I know his old roommate uh, from back in the day, George Wallace. <laughs> Didn't think I knew that, huh, bitch? Didn't think I knew famous people, did you? Oh, uh, big time. B. Hannah said Rob Anderson of the Cardinals. Mm, nope. Are you going to talk about Paul Pierce's birthday cake? No idea. Send me a... Uh, Send me um, a link. Barry, do you know the Muffin Man? Yes, I am the Muffin Man. Time out. All right, here we go. This is the video uh, that they had on the uh, website for the improv for Rob Anderson, a gentleman who does a comedy show. He tours. He's 450,000 followers on Instagram or YouTube. Or how many does he have? 445K on, on uh, YouTube, on the tubes. Let's see his IG. That's where he said to follow him and message him because he's killing it on there. 356. That's a lot. That's a lot. So uh, this is Rob Anderson, um, the comedian, entertainer that the Houston Improv messaged me and said, hey, could you open for this? We need an opener. Uh, are you free? And I said, yeah, because, you know, I'm a hoe. Wind it up. Money's money. Here we go. Hi, you are about to be born on Earth. Congratulations. Uh, that is a very exciting thing and also terrifying, but do not worry. I am here to get you all set up. There's a few things you can't choose. They're all predetermined for you before you're born. Race, predetermined. Religion, also predetermined. It's basically what your parents are. Wait, actually, I see you have a tag on you. What is it? Oh, I'm wrong. You can't pick your religion. You're a gay. Gays have their own set of religions. Here, follow me. Gay religions are very different than straight religions. First, they make you feel good. They don't make you feel bad. They don't make you feel guilty for being alive. Also, you can pick as many as you want. You don't have to pick just one. You can pick all of them if you want to. So Gays great. are having a lot more fun in that way. Each religion has its own god, and those gods are referred to as the divas. These are the supreme beings. We used to have eight initially, and now we've just expanded to 30. So here, take a look at this. This is yours, because you're gay. You can use that book for reference, but I am gonna walk you through all the divas right now. So funny. I, this is honestly my, my favorite part of my job. <laughs> I love when I get a gay. Okay, I'm gonna start you out with one of my favorites. This is the school of Beyonce. It's Bro. one of the strongest religions that you can be a part of. They that is so funny. Oh my God, dude was super creative. Uh, the nicest guy in the world too. Oh, he was so nice. He was, um, super nice, but I, I admit, and I knew going in, uh, I knew Rob was gay. Uh, I knew the whole crowd was going to be gay. It was just what the, that's what the gig was. And this is not me being, uh, you know, it's just facts. The improv called said, can you open for this comedian? It's like, yeah, let me Google. I said yes before I Googled the comic. That's, And then I Googled Rob Anderson. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh this will be fun. Uh, a 450-seat comedy club full of gay dudes watching me do comedy. And I was like, I was, so first things first, I was like, oh, what should I wear? And I was like, they're going to judge me no matter what. No matter what I wear, they're going to be like, mm-mm. No, bitch, that's not it. Um, so I was like, I guess it doesn't matter what I wear. I'm just going to wear a T-shirt because yeah, 
Now this, I wore a t-shirt and blue jeans, and this is what Rob wore on stage. How do you compete with that? How do you compete with that? I was like, bro, uh, excuse me. Uh, they loved it, didn't they? I, well, we'll get to the set. But I was like, bro, there's. I showed up in just a, a, a my Houston 64. It looks like the Nintendo logo, that t-shirt with jeans and... I don't even know what shoes, excuse me, I wore. But I was like, yeah, nothing I wore, nothing I wore was going to compete with that man right there, Rob Anderson. There's no fucking way. I could have put on my wife's best clothes. There was no, I just, that, see, that's what I said. And no matter what I wore, they were going to judge me. I will say when I walked in the green room, and I opened the door and he was sitting on the couch in this outfit. I was like, oh, hey, hi, Rob. Okay. Fuck. That's a lot of sequence, buddy. That is a lot. That is a lot of sequence. That is shiny. God, that's bright. Oh, my God. Woo. Shit, Rob. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> He was so great. He was awesome. Oh, my God. Me, him, and Alan Adams hung out in the green room, had a great time. He's a wonderful human being. Absolutely hilarious and kind and uh, super down to earth. And But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, see, I could have tried to dress up, have my little polka dot button up shirt. They would have been like, bitch, go home. So <clears throat> knowing that I was doing a set for a room full of gay dudes, a couple of lesbians, uh, I don't know if there was, you know, I, I don't know what letters from the LGBTQ plus community were there. I just know it was a lot of dudes and there was a, uh, there was, um, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of people. This dude's super popular, which I was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, because I've never done it. Like I've done rooms that are like predominantly Hispanic. I've done rooms that are predominantly African-American. I've done rooms that are uh, predominantly uh, white, uh, redneck. Um, you know, I've done corporate events. I've done all kinds of, you know, country ass Southern rooms. I've done um, weird ass emo um, Pacific Northwest Nirvana fucking, I don't know, whatever, whatever they are up in Seattle. Those weirdos, Portland. I've done a lot of different types of rooms and I don't usually change who I am. What's up, Jesus? You know, like when I'm, if I do a room that has a predominantly Hispanic crowd, I might do more jokes about me and Nora because she's, you know, Hispanic. And so I might talk about that more. If I do a, a predominantly uh, African-American show. Maybe I'm featuring for Damon Wayans or uh, John Witherspoon. Oh, let me get these names I dropped. Sorry, guys. I dropped those names on, uh, by mistake. Uh, or George Wallace or Eric. I, you want me to keep going? Anyways. Uh, yeah, I will, I will change some of the set to accommodate the crowd. That's just, I think that's just being a good, it's not pandering. It's being a good comedian. Cisco said, please don't tell me uh, that you are now canceled by the gays. Um, no. No, I definitely didn't get canceled last night. Uh, Virginia Button, we trying to be funny. Barry did a room room of dudes. Aha! 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 Grow up. Gr you're done. Um, so, I, uh, 
I, I had in my head, I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out. I mean, it's obvious. And, and I talked to Robin. He was like, yeah, you know, when I first started doing this in May, I was like, May? He was like, yeah, you know, my, my videos went viral. I got this huge crowd. I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well tour. I was like, good for you, dude. So he's only been doing it since May. His, his official tour started in October. But he was like, at first, I had a bunch of gay openers, right? My, my MC was gay. My feature was gay. And then I would go up and they had already done all the gay jokes. And so I was out of gay material. So I was like, well, I don't want gay people on the show. Uh, I want straight dudes. I just want funny people, but no gay men, no gay men. Right. So that's how I got the gig. Um, so I was like, okay, well, how do I make this? How do I how do I address the elephant in the room? By the way, I just noticed that my shirt slants exactly like that, like that slant. <laughs> Look at the symmetry. Uh, my whole face is crooked. My whole body is crooked. Okay, but I I was like, you know what? I have to make a joke about this, obviously. So I go out now. Um, this might get me in trouble. But we were in the green room before the show started. The Astros were on. It was one nothing uh, Yankees at the time. Maldonado was at the plate. And he hit that uh, ball off the wall that drove in uh, Chaz, I think. Who scored on that? Because I was obviously in the green room and Rob was not watching baseball. So um, I heard the whole improv started clapping. And I was like, oh, fuck, is the show starting? I got to go. And I opened the door, and nope, they were all just watching the the Astros game. And I was like, my people, these are my people. They are sports fans. You see, there's, I mean, dude, one of my one of my biggest supporters on on Twitter and Twitch is, uh, what is it, Homo Astros fan is his name? Look him up. And, and so it shouldn't surprise you that there's sports fans in every community. But I mean, like that was, I was not expecting the amount of applause that happened yet when Chazzy Fizzle scored. I was like, oh shit. And I went out and I watched it. I was like, oh. so I'm going to open with my new joke I wrote about Mattress Mac and the war in Ukraine. And so I did. And great. Super great laughs. That's what I opened with. I was like, I saw, you know, sorry we had to turn off the game. <laughs> I know we all got mattresses riding on it. <laughs> Mattress Mac is out of control. I heard a commercial that the Ukraine wins the war. Your mattress is free, free, free. Big laughs. Crazy big laughs. Child, please. So I was like, all right, it's time to hit them with the truth. It's time to address the big, fat, not gay elephant in the room. Me. So thank you, Posh. That was the first time I did it was at a hop scholar when you saw it. That was the first time. So I was like, cool. I did. I recorded it. Maybe I'll do one of the two. Maybe I'll put one of the two on uh, social media, but I was like, okay, I had thought about it. And I was like, I was going to do, um, I was going to say like, you know, I was kind of worried about what should I wear? And then I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Cause they're going to judge me anyways. And I was like, eh, that's a little pretentious. And I mean, I do have some pretty amazing outfits. I mean, nothing like that. I'm certainly not beating that. Um, but I was like, you know what? So I I, uh, I do the Mattress Mac bit. They laugh. Everybody settles into the pocket. And I go, uh, <laughs> I go, so let's just, let's just address 
the elephant in the room. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? I mean, I know you guys are all looking at me. And everyone can tell and everyone knows that I am not a good dancer. And it, you could have heard a fucking pin drop. And the turn is like, they thought I was going to say gay, but then I said dancer. I did the joke in the green room for Rob and he thought it was hilarious. I did the joke in the in the room with all the managers and staff. They thought it was fucking hilarious. Well, 450 gay people did not think it was hilarious. And I do the joke, and they just all just go. Like, it was so silent. And I was like, oh, wow. I love that Ivan's like whack. I like, I love that a dude who knows nothing about comedy and taking risks and trying shit. Uh oh, I I thought you were saying the joke was whack. I'm like, bro, I thought it was funny as fuck. Thank you. I thought I was like, bro, what don't don't tell me that. You gotta take risks. Sometimes they don't work though. And it did not. So it took me a while to get them back. But this is the joke that got them back. Uh and I tell this I've told this joke a couple times. But I go, um, I have this bit about having my I got hit on by a gay dude for the first time. And I was like, should I tell this joke uh, in this room? I mean, like, I tell this joke everywhere else. I'm not ashamed of this joke. And this is the joke that I told to a packed Houston improv full of gay dudes. As I was like, uh, I love working the road, man. The road's great. Uh, A lot of of crazy stories happen on the road. I... um, I got hit on by a gay dude before on the road and it was, um, fucking awesome. Oh my God. I've never felt so pretty. I've never, I've never felt so appreciated. I I like, Oh my God. And they're, and now they're laughing. And I was like, Oh, I think I got them back. And I was super nervous about how it was going to go. And I was like, yeah, Sandoval, you came in late. This is a guy that I worked with last night at the improv doing a show. So don't, don't, don't derail the chat or the show or this story. So I'm like, uh, so the joke goes, I go, yeah. I mean, the guy was like, my, I was, and I say, my wife doesn't talk to me like this. Like this man, I've never felt so pretty. I've never, I felt like a princess. I really, I was like, my wife doesn't talk to me like this. Like you keep this up, mister. And one of us is getting our dick sucked tonight. I'll tell you that much. And I'm like, how is this going to go over in this room? And they're loving it. And I was like, oh fuck, this is. This is pretty cool that this joke is working. Uh, and then the joke goes, I was like, yeah, I didn't even know the dude was gay. We were just hanging out, talking, having a good time. Uh, you know, just just good conversation. You know, no, didn't, you know, just no idea he was gay. We were just having good conversations about life. And then about an hour in, this dude looks at me and goes, hey, man, you want to go up to my room and do some cocaine and have some gay sex. And I was like, uh, sir, first of all, uh, you didn't have to describe the sex. Bro, if we're fucking, it's gay. Like, you didn't need the adjective. And I was so worried about how that part was going to go in front of a room full of gay dudes. 
I was like, if we're fucking, it's gay. Like, I know how it works. I know we're all, I know where it goes. I know how, I know. And they loved it. I was like, this is so fucking awesome that this joke is working. So I say, uh, the joke goes, I say, you didn't have to describe the sex, bro. Like, if we're fucking, it's gay. And he starts laughing, and they start laughing. And I said, uh, uh, and besides, when you look at me, what makes you think that I do cocaine? And huge laugh. I was like, oh, my God, I've been accepted. I've been accepted into the community. I feel so amazing. I feel so blessed. Hashtag blessed. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it ended up, it went fine. It went, it went, and I didn't kill. They were, they were, uh, they were nice. They were cordial. They laughed some, they didn't laugh some. Uh, if you, if they thought it was funny, they laughed. If they didn't, they didn't say anything. Poor Alan and my buddy, Alan Adams, who was the headliner at my hop scholar show, he featured and it was going okay. And then he did this joke about black Santa and somebody goes, get off the stage. I was like, Oh fuck. That's rough. I've never had anyone yell, get off the stage, much less a room full of gay dudes. That's super judgy. But uh, all's well that ends well. Uh, Rob was a, a super great dude, super funny, super nice. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy weird show. And um, yeah, Rob and I are buddies now. There you go. Rosie O'Donnell will be proud of you. Larry David, now you. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know. So that was my show last night. That was my, uh, that was my, that was my gig. Did a, uh, did a set. I emceed. Uh, for a gay comedian who, uh, dressed the part. <laughs> so great. And then the worst part was, so this is what he wore on stage. But then when he's done, he gets off stage. He comes in the green room. I was like, hey, you know, good set. And he's like, oh, thanks. And we talk for a minute. He's like, I'm going to change. He's like, cool. And uh, he goes in the bathroom. And that's the bathroom at the Houston Improv, by the way. And that's the, that's the bathroom that's in the green room. And he changes into his normal clothes. And he comes out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck you, you Abercrombie and Fitch looking ass. Super funny, Sandoval. I'm like, bro, you make me sick. Like, this dude is all fucking ripped and muscular, and he's got on these shorts where I'm like, I don't have the thighs or the dick to wear those shorts. He's, I'm just like, bro, you make me sick. You just, you absolutely make me sick. Get out of here. So, uh, McLevin said, have you ever met Cat Williams? No, I've never worked with Cat Williams. I've worked with a lot of cool people, but never Cat Williams. I need to sit down one day and make a list of everybody I've worked with. But last night I was talking with, uh, Alan Adams and we were talking about people like top three or four people that you've worked with that were like cool to work. Cause you didn't think that you'd ever get to work with somebody at that level. And for me, it was Damon Wayans, John Weatherspoon and George Wallace. Those were three. And I've worked with like Gilbert Gottfried and, uh, Eric Griffin and uh, Big J Okerson and you know T- Dusty Slay is a buddy of mine. Like, so it, I've worked with some really cool names, Chris Porter, and the list goes on. Uh, but um, hold on, let me get all these names. 
But yeah, there's some cool names, but man. Alan's been doing it for 20 years, work with Joan Rivers. I was like, what? Alan was telling me, he was like, bro, I used to work at the Laugh Stop back in the day when it was, uh, when all of these cats that are doing theaters now were doing the Laugh Stop. He's like, I would sit at the bar and have drinks with Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, uh, Louis C.K., like just, and he's naming like all the big name greats that are out right now. I was like, fuck, that's badass, dude. Good for you. Uh yeah, Jeremy Pivens with fuck that dude. Yeah, I worked with him too. I don't. Even, I just blocked that out. I don't even consider that dude a comedian. He's more of a celebrity and entertainer. It's like I worked with Mick Foley. I'm not gonna list that. He's not a comic. But yeah, Jeremy Pivens was a douchebag. Fuck that dude. All right, we gotta talk some sports. We gotta talk some enough comedy stories. I try to share those with you when I get a chance. Uh, but shout out Rob Anderson, super good dude and, uh, super nice, super nice guy. Super funny. Uh, Cisco, I just saw your tweet. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Alrighty. Let's talk Astros because I, I said all that to let you know, I didn't get to watch the first part of the game. I was on the road. Uh, I was on stage. And so finally I got around to watching the game and I got to tell you, first of all, um, a, a tale of two different outcomes, right? 17 strikeouts versus two strikeouts. That says a lot. Now, I saw BZH420 on the Discord said that he felt like Tyon got taken out too soon. That I don't know because I couldn't watch at that level where I would be able to comment on that. What I can say is I don't know that it would have mattered based on how Justin Verlander was dealing, right? I mean, the Astros, it was a... Um, it was a, it was by the book. It was kind of, you know, if you were going to script it, that's how you would script it, right? Yankees jump out early. Um, Astros respond. JV locks it up, buckles down. And that was it. That was lights out. And that's kind of been the MO. And yeah, Ivan's has a good point. And, and that's it, what we've seen from JV in the past. He said, I noticed when JV gives up a solo home run, he immediately dials it in and starts dealing. You kind of wish he could bottle that and just do it from the get-go. But I think sometimes it takes a little bit of adversity for guys to focus more. Right? If you're cruising along and things are just going okay and yeah, you're getting out of jams and maybe getting a lucky break here and there and then once... Once something happens and you're like, oh, shit, I need to lock it up. I just got my team down one nothing. Your focus goes up a little bit. And so maybe that's what it was, right? Maybe maybe that's what it takes for Justin Verlander. But um, let's pull up the box score here. Yes, pen. So Astros and Yankees uh, at it for game two tonight at 637. And when my buddy uh, Apollo Dez or Dez from Apollo Media joins me, we'll discuss game two. We'll also discuss a tweet I saw John Granado talked about with Garrett Cole starting um, game, not starting game two. Luis uh, Servino is on the mound instead. And he seems to think that that's a dumb move on their part. But I don't know. Pitchers on short rest, the track record is not great. And he was like, yeah, but you could have had Cole twice in the series. And I'm like, yeah, but on short rest. So we'll discuss with Apollo Dez and get his thoughts. Uh, but here is the box score 
from last night. A couple things to point out that I thought was really interesting. One, Altuve continues to struggle. But as long as there's the rest of the lineup is picking up, picking him up, it's fine. And you're getting contributions from guys you really weren't expecting to get a contribution from. Um, Maldonado driving in a run, right? And it was Chaz, and Chaz had two runs, had the home run late. Uh, but Jeremy Pena has just been an absolute uh, stalwart at the top of that lineup. Whether he's winning games for you or he's on base for Jordan to win games for you or he's just adding to a lead, uh, Jeremy Pena has the entire city of Houston saying Carlos who. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because the contributions you got from him came at a steep discount compared to what you would be getting from Carlos Correa. Now, there's no doubt Correa would probably be in the mix on this team and be driving in runs and doing what he does. But the other thing that I think is interesting is not having Correa, how that changes the lineup, right? Let's take a look at something. Let's go back to last year's Astros. We're going to pull up the postseason Look, they already have 2023 postseason out. Oh, that's spring training. I was like, what the fuck? They already have the Astros in the spring in, in the postseason for 2023. Uh, but let's take a look like at last year's postseason, right? <sighs> let's look at the ALCS game one. Let's just pull up the box go here. Humor me here for a minute. So this is what it looked like last year, right? Now you had Michael Brantley in the mix. But the the lineup was a bit different because you didn't have, you had Correa, who you weren't going to have Carlos Correa hitting two in this lineup. That just wasn't going to be a thing. So you had Altuve, and then you slotted in Brantley and Bregman and Alvarez, and you got your, uh, what's his name, got his lefty, Dusty got his lefty-righty, lefty-righty thing that he loves so much. But in that format, you had Brantley hitting at the top, which you don't have right now, but you had Kyle Tucker. One, two, three, four, five, six. You had Kyle Tucker buried at six and Yuli buried at seven. And one of the things that I think that changes is now you've got Kyle Tucker hitting fifth, Yuli hit sixth, and Pena is at the top of the lineup. And so with no Brantley, yeah, would Brantley be in the two hole? I don't know. I think probably only because Dusty loves the righty lefty righty. But Jeremy Pena gives you a different kind of look at the top of the lineup. Tons of pop, right? I mean, he, he's turned it on at the right time. Um, but he's been on base. And he's been on base a, enough that it's mattered at, at the right times for this team in the postseason. So it's a different look. It's a different Astros lineup, right? And you don't have, I mean, you're, you're less, you're not, you're not as deep because Brantley's out. But I just find it interesting that you've moved some of these cats that probably should be higher in the lineup up a spot uh, because of, of no Carlos Correa, no Michael Brantley, but you got Pena, uh, Jeremy Pena hitting in the two hole. Uh, on the flip side, Aaron Judge goes 0 for 4. Glaber Torres goes 0 for 4. Rizzo goes 1 for 2. Gets a walk, has his one home run. Um, uh, Bader had a, had a, uh, a home run as well. Um, but that was it. That was it. That's all they mustered. Uh, Yankees get five hits, two runs on five hits. Astros only had seven hits, but when you look at uh, the amount of times that team struck out, 
just Justin Verlander, uh, Naris, Montero, and Presley combined for 17 strikeouts. The Yankees pitching combines for two. And that's really, that's not just a tale of the tape. That's the tale of two teams. I mean, the Yankees strike out a lot. They are what's called a truth, a three true outcome lineup. Home run, strikeout, or walk. That's what they do. And the Astros are more of a contact hitting team. They, they have been forever now, right? Uh, and when you put the ball in play, especially in the playoffs, good shit's going to happen. Good shit's going to happen when you put the ball in play. So uh, Justin Verlander gives this team and this city exactly what they needed, a bounce-back outing, 103 pitches. He goes six innings, the one Ernie, but he gets the 11 Ks, and it worked out perfectly uh, for the Astros. So it, when they got... Up 3-1, you felt really good about this bullpen locking it down 7-8-9. And I, I know um, Montero came in and gave up the one run. And that was just a mistake. But he focused and locked in as well. And then Presley had to come in and save the day and get a four-out save, which is good, which is good because you still saved a ton of arms in that bullpen that you didn't have to use. Um. So the fact that the Astros go up 1-0 at home, I thought was really important because when you saw them get down a game to Atlanta and flip home field, um, they split with the Yankees on the road. They went 2-2 two and two on the road in Yankee Stadium this year, and the Astros have never had a problem playing in Yankee Stadium. But I think you're toying with fire if you don't take care of home field advantage. It's not always going to matter, and it's not always critical. We see all the time where teams will you know, choke away a game at home and then go on the road and, and get one back. Teams do it all the time in baseball. They'll win two out of three on the road or go one for three, but they win that one. And that's all you got to do in a seven-game series. But I think because it is a seven-game series and because you're dealing with the Yankees and they, they're a deep team in a lot of ways, you got to take care of home field advantage. And if you do that, you're good. Um, and I know this isn't any groundbreaking uh, analysis, but we've seen the Astros give away games and eh, they'll go on the road and get it back. I don't think they can they can flirt with that or fade that this year. I think they have to take care of home field. Uh, move Altuve to the sixth spot, B. Hannon says. B. Hannon says, move Altuve to the sixth spot. He's struggling. Need him to be right before the World Series. Who do you put at the top, though? I... Don't have a problem with moving Altuve, but I don't think you move him to six. Here's what I would do. I think with Jeremy Pena, teams are like, okay. Now, Altuve's swinging out of his shoes, and he's chasing balls out of the zone. It's crazy. But if I was Dusty Baker, what I would do is I would flip-flop. I would move Altuve to two. I would move Pena behind Bregman, and I would have Kyle Tucker lead off for this team. One, you're going to get more bats for Tucker. And I, I look, I get it. He went 0 for 4. I just love the idea of Kyle Tucker as a leadoff hitter for this Astros lineup. I think he has a lot of the same skill sets that George Springer has. He's got the speed. He can steal a base. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. He'll get on base. He's a patient hitter. He'll just put a ball in play if he needs to. So I think you move Tucker to the leadoff spot, but you don't drop Altuve to six. No. You put Altuve in front of Jordan Alvarez. Now, a lot of you guys are like, but, but Pena's been getting on base. That's because Pena's been getting pitches to hit. 
If they if he comes up and there's an out or two outs, they'd rather face him with an out or two outs than put him on and have to face your dawn. So you're going to naturally get more balls in the zone when you've got one of the best hitters in baseball behind you at, at the time right now. I'm not saying all time. But Jordan right now, one of the better hitters in baseball. So when you put Jordan behind Altuve, Altuve is naturally going to see better pitches. And if you want to get him right, it's a great way to do it. And if he starts to see better pitches and Kyle Tucker is on, even better. But when George Springer was here, Altuve was your two-hole hitter. That's what it was. And I think Kyle Tucker can replicate that a lot. So I have no problem. Put Kyle Tucker in the leadoff spot. Move Altuve to two. Alvarez, Bregman, and then Pena. And I'm good with that. I like that. I dig it. Um, I don't know what it is, but I can't fucking stand Carpenter and Rizzo. It's the mustache for Carpenter. 100%. 100%. If he didn't have that stupid-ass mustache, you wouldn't give a shit. Uh, Altuve was extremely patient last night, which is much better than the Mariners series. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Chris Reyes predicted a sweep. Okay. What's up? Evil death. Valdez on the mound tonight going for the two Oh series lead. Seems good. Yeah. Gotta be feeling good with Valdez on the mound tonight. Um, Luis uh, Severino is like four and two against the Astros. He's got a sub three and a half ERA at Minimate. So it's not like he's terrible on the road here in Houston. Phillies won't beat San Diego. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, you never know, man. Playoff baseball is crazy. Some guy bet 50 that the Astros would beat the Phillies in the World Series. He would win over 100K. Oh, that's why you said Phillies won't beat San Diego. Got it. I don't know. Uh, Magnum P.I.S. mustache. It's, it's kind of dope, though. It reminds me of the dude on Parks and Rec. It reminds me, yeah. No, it's not a pedophile mustache. It's more of a Magnum P.I. 80s man's man parks and rec mustache. Yeah. Like, when I grow mine out, that's 100% pedophile mustache. 100%. Super creepy. Um, He gave up eight hits and three runs in his last game in, uh, in last game in five. Okay. And so did Verlander. I mean, if you, let's, let's pull it up. Let's go to it. Let's get to it. Let's see here. Yankees. We'll go game two. We'll pick our starters. Uh, game log. Um, yeah, so he went five and two-thirds innings, eight hits, three earned runs. That's not terrible. You almost got a, a quality start out of him. Six and three is a quality start. One out away from a quality start. Don't don't let the eight hits fool you. You can scatter some hits around. And it was against Cleveland. And it was on the road. But he went, you know, now obviously it's it's Texas, so that's not the the hardest thing in the world to do. Sorry, total Dallas. Uh, but here's his here's his uh starts throughout the year. So, April, he had a 332 Ernie um, with two wins. Went one and one in May with a 341 Ernie. 330 in June. Only had a couple of starts in July because of injuries. Um, one of them goes six innings, no one runs. And then the other one has a bad outing, which is going to happen. 
Uh, five and one, four and two is not great, but could be worse. He had a three ERA in September, had the one game in October against Texas. Uh, so look, I mean, Severino's a really good pitcher. And when you look at the Yankees and you look at their team leaders, it surprised me a little bit when I pulled this up. I mean, he's, he had that 110 whip, which is really good, really good. A 1.10 whip is solid. Um, where'd it go? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had, yeah, the 10 whip, which is solid. Um, he had a 1.6 war. So he's, he wasn't terrible. He just didn't, he didn't have as many starts. Injuries was a big problem for him. But uh, a 9.9 strikeout per nine innings is really good. I mean, that's all, that's over a strikeout an inning. Dude, Severino is really good when healthy. And don't 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 do it off of one bad outing in the playoffs because that's what Verlander had. So this isn't an easy game tonight. I know I know people want to be like ah. Listen, Severino could literally go out there and shut this team down tonight. So don't get cocky, Astros fan. Don't get cocky. They're not throwing out some. Uh, some jackass, puss ball throwing piece of crap. Uh, Severino is pretty damn good. So, yeah, don't sleep on him. Um, is Dan's going to join me? Did he text me? No, no, okay. Well, I told him 4.30, so maybe so. Um, oh, interesting. Interesting. That's a turn there uh isn't Fromber better on the road well i don't know let's check that's a it's a good question i mean Frommer's pretty much good anywhere you're not going to have the kind of numbers he had and be ranked two or three in pitching in all of the american league and just only do it on the road right i mean you got to have a good home record as well you may have a few more blow-ups home versus road but here's a splits 354 ERA at home, seven seven wins, four losses. He was 10 and 2 on the road, 227 ERA. Uh yeah, but I mean 354 at home is not terrible. 7 and 4 record at home is not terrible. And you could probably dissect that and be like, okay, why? Who did he face? What was the circumstances? I mean, did he have like one blow-up inning like yeah. It's I don't know how he only lost two games on the road. That's pretty wild. But yeah, three fifty four. So, so to answer the question, yes, Fromber's better on the road, but he's not bad at home. He's not bad. In fact, we can check the game log. And um, early, he had he struggled a little bit. He had three losses in a row there because he gave up six runs in one outing against the Angels, and then obviously had really decent outings the rest. Uh, and that was at home. So he gives up six earned runs in one outing at home, right? Uh, and then you got, okay, so three on the road, two at home, one, one, three, and seven. That's good. That's at home. That's against Cleveland, right? So if we look for any big blow-up games, and he really didn't have any after that except these four, that was on the road. So he just had the one. I mean, he just, you know, Minimates a pretty, pretty decent park to hit in. So, yeah, I guess you're going to give up more runs. And it looks like, and let's see who he faced at home. Let's just look at, so he faced the Angels, eh, Detroit, eh, Texas, eh, Cleveland was good. 
Miami, eh. Chicago, eh. Angels, uh, why does it say National League? Oh, that was the All-Star game. I was like, what the hell? He faced Seattle at home, which is a good team. Gave up three Ernie's in that. Texas again, eh. Minnesota was decent. They were good. They were a perennial playoff team. Texas again, that eh, shouldn't have happened. Uh, Oakland was bad. Tampa Bay was pretty good, and they got him for six. Okay, so he has two six spots at home. Two six spots. That's why. And then he had Philly uh, at home, and he gave up no Ernie's. It's pretty good. You know, just two blow-up games. He just got to avoid that. Just Fromber has to stay focused, man. That's what Fromber does. Got to stay focused. Um, let's see here. So, let me hold shit. Uh, let's talk about the other game that occurred. In fact, no, you know what? Let's wait. Let's see if Dez is going to join. Let's see if Dez pops in. Um, oh, that would be dope if that happened. Let's see if Dez pops in. In the meantime... Let's talk a little bit. Um, let's just let's just touch on some NBA. You had a ton of teams that got that kicked off their season last night. We could check out the sketch. And um, boy, you guys don't fuck around. Not you guys. You guys are still here. Tuve is plus five fifty to hit a homer. Oh, nice. I just looked up. And I was like, oh my god, is it is it the time of day? I gotta stop looking at the at the amount of viewers. It's so hard not to. But when you go from like forty eight to thirty six, you're like, was it the topic? Was it people leaving? Are they going to the game? Fuck, I hope so. Shit, stings. I gotta stop looking. I like it better when I can't see it, but I have to have that window up. Sucks. Um, what were we looking at? What were we looking at? Uh, oh, the roof is open. That is cool. That's good. What the f- oh, we were looking at NBA. Duh. So yesterday, tons of tons of teams um, had their opening day, including your Houston Rockets. Your Houston Rockets. Uh, Pistons and Magic tipped off. You had a game where it was like pff, pretty ugly. Uh, those two teams aren't going to be great, but uh, Paolo Banchero stole the show there. The bean always stays faithful. Uh, Paolo Benchero had 27 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and that poster-ass dunk you see on your right. Oh, my God. Balls in your face. Um, You like nuts? How about these nuts? And uh, tons of people on online are ready to crown it. Hadn't seen that kind of output from a rookie in the first game since LeBron James. Now settle down. Now settle down, NBA fan. Now look, um, I got in trouble. Uh, Jerome sent me a thing, uh, and he was like, are you still keeping those receipts for the people that jumped on the Jordan bandwagon and gave him a nickname in his uh, second game? I was like, I mean, look, I didn't say I wanted the dude to fail. I just said it was too early. He's proven now. Give him a nickname. Back then, it was too soon. It was three fucking games. Uh, so let's calm down, NBA. How about we give Paolo Banchero uh, a, a few weeks, maybe a few months to develop? But they got super excited about it last night. Uh, but they still lose. Pistons beat the Magic 113 to 110. 
and your Houston Rockets. This was I was perplexed a little bit. So I don't I haven't been I'll admit freely I haven't watched a ton of Rockets this off season. Uh, I mean obviously they had uh, their new draft picks and Eason and Jabari Smith. Uh, you know, rolling them out there. They had the trade earlier where they moved. Uh, I think they ended up getting like six cats in. I don't know. There's all kind of shit that's went down with the Rockets. Who did they trade for with Dallas? Was it Dallas that they made the trade with? I don't remember now. Um, but you've got this lineup they ran out there with Fernando Smith, Gordon Porter Jr., and Green. One, why is Eric Gordon starting? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason to start. This was like when the Astros were rebuilding and they would still run Hunter Pence out there or Carlos Lee. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You don't need to run Eric Gordon out there. You know what that cat is. You got Alperin Shingun on the on the bench. You got Martin on the bench, and I get it. Eric's a shooting guard. Cool. So fucking run out Christopher or some shit like not Gary Matthews Jr. I, I remember when everybody was like Gary Matthews is a, he's a badass. Let's calm down a little bit on that. Smith needs to chill on the threes. Yeah, a little bit, right? I mean, look, he's, he's going to get a shot off. He's going to take a shot. I, I tell you what, I'd rather Jabari Smith be taking on threes than Jalen Green's whack-ass looking Jay. I'll tell you that damn much. But my big thing was why? Why, why, why is this man right here, why is Alperin Shingun not in the starting lineup for the Houston Rockets? This man needs to be starting in the NBA. Now, we need to work on the turnovers a little bit. Six is a lot. Um, you can't have six turnovers in 22 minutes. You're just going to have to be better with the ball, Shingun, and maybe that's why they're not starting him. But what in the fuck? Why is Fernando? Oh, but Fernando had two blocks. I don't give a fuck. He had seven points. I want Alperin Shingun in the starting lineup, along with Jabari Smith, KPJ, Jalen Green. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I was kind of torn. I, at first, my my inclination was, hey, throw Kevin Martin Jr. out there. Let him, let him. But you know what? You got Eason at 17. Uh, the dude can block some shots. The dude's a defensive stalwart. So if you need some defense and you're worried about Fernando because his two block shots are gone out of the lineup, well, fuck, so is his seven points. That's the starting lineup that I need from the Houston Rockets. I need that starting lineup to be Eason, Shingun, Smith, KPJ, and Jalen Green. That's what I need. Fuck it, you're rebuilding. Let them play. You don't need Fernando running around. You don't need Eric Gordon out there running around. Fuck them. Let those five dudes start. Let them get their feet wet. Let them learn the NBA. Lose all the games you want to lose. And suck for this cat out of France that's like a ridiculous specimen. Not like Rob Anderson ridiculous, but uh, Gary Bird for president. Ah, see? Thanks for the wood. Okay. I also don't watch basketball. I just remember people saying Gary Bird and they had to Google. Yeah, Gary Bird's a great nickname. Uh, Silas is trying to keep his job. <clears throat> I just don't think that's the best lineup. But whatever. Whatever. I think we're getting stood up by Apollo Dez, folks. I think Apollo Dez 
has told Barry on deck to go fuck itself. It appears as such. So now let's talk some um, new tab. No, no reopen close tab is what we want. Here we go. Um, a couple other scores, and then we're going to get into some NFL. We'll talk week seven, and we'll preview a couple of games. We'll do the Laminator 5000 for the last 15, 20 minutes because it was such a huge hit yesterday. Jeez, man. Maybe, maybe two to five was fucking... The wrong thing to do. Ah, what was the other game? Um, oh, Zion and the Pelicans just absolutely destroyed the Nets in their first game. A 40-point quarter. Apparently, Ben Simmons looked awful and rusty. And uh, Jared said Apollo does probably got diamond season goes to this. Uh, and he said he was going to get there early. Um, he said he was going to, uh, let me text him. You going to be able to join us? Oh, and speak of the devil, I just heard him log in. Just about to text him. Uh, but yeah, Zion and the Pelicans apparently um, looked really good and went off, and people got super duper excited. And it was like, you know, again, cool. I mean, good. Have a good game. Pelicans might be for real. I don't know. Um, but uh, apparently, Ben Simmons looked awful in that game last night. And let's see, he was two of three from the field. He had four points, um, three turnovers, fouled out. Just not a good game. Hey, Cade, thank you for the follow. Uh, all right. Oh, somebody called it Diamond Seats. Boy, it is looking like Diamond Seats. You little stud, you little stud, you. All right, we're going to switch gears right now. Uh, we'll get off basketball for a second because joining me on the program, as he does each and every week. Uh, to talk Major League Baseball, my dude Dez from Apollo Media. Dez, what's up, Pippin? How are you? What's up, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you uh, barely, but I can hear you. Uh, okay. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Uh, let's let's get to it. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, look at you. Oh, you are Diamond Club, aren't you, Pimp? No, we're not. No, we're not. We're we're just, just chilling. Nice. Where are y'all? Are y'all? Did y'all get y'all get press passes for these? Or are you like fuck it? We just want to be amongst the people. We are not traditional media, so we do not get media passes. That's such bullshit, bro. That's such bullshit. Um, I need to have a talk with some people. I don't. I mean, I know a few people, but yeah, they they probably wouldn't give it to me either. Uh, don't worry about it, man. Uh, all right. So, question. First thing first. I sent you a list. First thing I want to discuss. Um. Your thoughts on last night's game? Uh, give me a give me a summary of, of your thoughts. Um, a win is a win. That's about as good as I can say. Um, JV was great. Kenya, uh, stud. Guriel, stud. Um, we take those. We take. Those. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn your gain up a little bit. This should make it a little easier for people to be able to hear. Uh, the second thing, your thoughts just in general on the ALCS roster. I was looking at it because um, I, I hadn't taken a look at it yet, but I noticed some names missing, notably some center fielder play and some arms in the in the bully. And uh, what what were your thoughts on the uh, the final roster that they settled on? Was there anything that stood out to you that you would like to see them do different? Um, you know, Seth Martinez is a guy. And he's shown time and time again that he can get right-handed batters out, and that's what the Yankees have. So 
Uh, I was okay with that. Uh, Myers Myers has not been good, um, but that's that's all right. Um, I like what we have, and I feel like it's capable of winning another pennant. Yeah, I saw some people questioning Dubon being, you know, included, but I think what he gives you more than anything is a ton of flexibility to play the infield and the outfield should you need either of those along with Aledmus Diaz, which is also why I think that made Jake Myers a little expendable if you if you liked him, if you liked Chaz over him to begin with, right? Because you could always move Tucker to center. So I think the way that they did it, even though some people on Twitter at least weren't happy with it, I think that they these were the right calls at the end of the day for this for this team. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we just shit first on the internet, right? These guys get paid a lot of money to make those decisions up in the front office. And they have all the analytics and the Excel sheet. And you have Dusty Baker for as much as Astros Twitter hates him, I love him. And he can have uh, the wherewithal to know when to uh, pick and choose when these guys go in. So um, I think the emergence of David Hensley. Look, David Hensley had uh, a, a cup and a half of coffee in the big league, and now he's on this roster. And I think he's a 6'7 Ben Zobris. Right, I yeah. think he's. A, I think he's. I, I just watched him hit BP, and the ball explodes off his bat. He's going to be a dude next year, and uh, he's going to come up big this series. It's crazy. They just they just keep reloading. Um, all right, so real quick, uh, John Granado uh, of the bench on ESPN 97.5 tweeted something out. It caught my attention, and I thought, you know what? I want to talk about to Dez about this, and he said that he thinks the, the, the Yankees messed up by not pitching Garrett Cole on short rest for today, which means he would have been available again in the series uh, for a game seven, but the way that they're doing it now, he won't be available do you think that Aaron Boone made a mistake by going with Severino as opposed to Garrett Cole in this game with Cole being on short rest? Um, I think so. Uh, I think game theory says this is probably not going seven. I would send Cole out on three days rest of the day and try to steal something and then have a bigger game six. Um, now if Sevy comes out with deals, Sevy's a problem. I think Sevy can actually throw the heck out of the baseball. And I think the Yankees... Um, I think the Yankees thought game one is a game they should lose. Tonight is a game they think they can win. And game three is a game they know they should win. So I think their man's mindset is split in Houston. And then you have Garrett Cole and you're up 2 1 in the series. But this team is so deep. And, and as good as Severino is, uh, I don't see the Astros dropping a game at home. Yeah, it scares me. I was talking about that earlier on the show that, look, last year, you know, for example, you saw the Astros drop game one in the World Series, and it came back to haunt them. It came back to bite them in the ass. And I think when you're facing a team like the Yankees with the lineup they have and the pitching staff they have, you, it sounds kind of cliche, but in baseball, home field doesn't mean as much as some of the other sports, football and basketball specifically. However, I think in this series, you really have to take care of home field advantage. You cannot let the Yankees split with you here and then go on the road. That's a that's a tough thing to try to deal with. Even though they've done it in the past, I just this year feels different to me. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think, I think the big thing is just the, the fact that you take care of business at home. And uh, one of my buddies is a, is a New York Yankee. I just got done talking to him about for 15 minutes. I think both sides agree that this is the test of the World Series. They both have respect for the teams on the other side, but they know how good this ALCS is and how good these teams are. Obviously, he had a ton of respect for the Houston Astros and stuff. He was like, hey, this is going to be a war. And to sit here and talk to him, and he's <laughs> he's a starting player for the Yankees, and they're, they're dialed in. They're not going to pull easy. As, as good as this Astros team is, as good as deep they are, the 
Yankees aren't going to go away. You're going to have to get out and earn it. Um, saying all that, I still think I have Astros in five. Uh, but you got to take care of business tonight because if you win tonight, you have an opportunity to, to send a message to Game Three and take out Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, that's huge. Um, I, I I think that's I think it's critical, and I'm nervous about them facing Severino in a game two tonight. I, I really am. I'm nervous. Uh, all right, last thing before I let you go, any thoughts on that Phillies Padres series? What have you seen so far that you liked or didn't like, and uh, thoughts on it? I thought I was about to get on Twitter and say the Phillies are a problem and have the internet come crashing down on me, but um, I, it felt like yesterday it was it was an opportunity for Philly to take control and they let it go, kind of like sand sand between your your fingers type situation. Um, I think that's going seven games. I think the Padres are going to win in seven. But uh, you can't – the Padres team, they made all those trades for a reason. They got over Big Brother, right, and the Dodgers. They, they slayed Goliath. Now they're playing with house money, it seems like. And uh, those crowds, that crowd's been kind of loud. But I know Philly's going to be just as loud uh, heading over there, and I just think it's going to go seven. But whoever comes out of the AL is going to be the clear favorite, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. All right, last thing. Uh, I know I said that was the last thing, but I, I got into an argument on your Twitter timeline. Uh, because uh, did you see it? Somebody commented that the Astros was a dynasty, and then some dude that hates the Astros and is super bitter came in and said, uh, with the Dodgers around, I don't think so. So I had to pull up all the numbers and prove that the Astros have been to more LCSs and, and World Series and had the same amount of World Series appearances and wins. That just overall, the numbers have been better since 2017. Is this Astros team a dynasty? And by the way, you can have more than one team be a dynasty at the same time, right? I mean, that's also possible. You look at, uh, like, in the 90s, it was the 49ers and the Cowboys was a dynasty together. Lakers-Celtics was a dynasty together. Who's to say that Dodgers-Astros can't be a dynasty, can't both be dynasties at the same time? Do you agree that they're both dynasties right now? What say you? I think... I think they're both respectively an American League dynasty and a National League dynasty. I'm, a, I'm all about championship parades. We only have one. They only have one. Um, I, I, I need this one this year. And then we can start throwing the dynasty word around um, as a whole. But all in all, I think it's been their eras. Uh, I think it's been the Dodger Astro era for the last decade. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Uh, I think the Dodgers will be just as good next year. I'm sure Dave Roberts will, will fuck it up somewhere. But we're not going away. We're not going away, so it's 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 our heirs until someone steps up and becomes either. Yeah. Now I'm going to argue with you about one thing that you said because I do agree with you. Chips matter, uh, but that Atlanta Braves team with Glavin, Smoltz, and Maddox were they a dynasty? No, they're just ninety. Oh, Braves. you're you a liar! Damn you it. never want to be the '90s Braves. You want to be the '90s Yankees. You don't want to be the '90s Braves. Oh, that's a fair point. Damn it, I hate you. All right, Des, dude, I appreciate you <laughs> popping in, man. Uh, enjoy the game. Have a blast. I'll talk to you next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about an Astros uh, trip to the World Series, homie. Hey, man, brother. Talk to you later. All right, but that is Apollo Des uh, from Apollo Media. Follow him on Twitter at Apollo Des one uh, Check them out online, ApolloHOU.com. I put together this... Uh, this new overlay just for Dez. I made it. I tried to make it a little fancier, a little easier to to look at, a little uh, a little more appealing. Neither team has the D yet. Okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, Astros six straight ALCS appearances greater than LeBron's eight straight NBA Finals appearances. Um, no, no, no. But I think if the Astros get in the World Series again, win or lose, I think we can start talking about dynasties just because of that much less the six straight ALCS appearances. That's 
I mean, think about how difficult that is to do. I think the next closest, uh, I did the math. Here you go. Uh, in the AL, here's the LCS appearances since 2017 when the Astros made their first. Houston has six. New York has three. Boston has two. Tampa Bay has one. The Astros have as many combined as the other uh, six teams that have made an ALCS appearance. Uh, in the NL, the Dodgers have four. The Braves have two. And then you got Chicago, Milwaukee, Washington, St. Louis, Philly, and San Diego. So you literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that have made a trip to the uh, NLCS in the last six years. You've had four in the AL. And one of those has been there every time. Uh, and then your World Series appearances, the Astros have three. World Series appearances since 2017. Boston has one and Tampa Bay has one. No Yankees appearances. That's it. Of the five World Series, the Astros have three in the last five years. Over in the National League, the Dodgers also have three. And then Washington and Atlanta each have one. And then, of course, we know both the Dodgers and uh, the Astros both have one World Series win since 2017. So I think all things being equal, and the guy that I was arguing with was like, Oh, that's not a dynasty. I was like, well, first of all, you're, I didn't say dynasty. You just said that they weren't, shouldn't even be considered because the Dodgers existed and the Dodgers, their numbers aren't as good uh, as the Astros. So if it, 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 in that regard, you're wrong. Uh, San Francisco Giants in the mid 2000s. Remember when they won like every other year, then the Giants win a world series like every other year over six years. It was like, it, it was odd number years. What was it? Uh, I wouldn't say it was odd number of years. Let's look it up here. Hold on. World Series winners. And then we're going to try to do um, a bit of the um, uh, uh, Laminator 5000. Hey, uh, Caddo, what is it? Caddo Country YT. Thank you for the follow. I Sorry. You did it right when Dez joined and it uh, confused me, uh, but I do appreciate the follow. Yeah, three and five years. That's what it was. Here's your list of your World Series champions. Uh, yeah, the, the Giants had this crazy run. There you go. 2010, 2012, and 2014. That's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. And there's that Yankees run. I mean, I, we're, I'm prepared to call that a dynasty. Right? I mean, shit. 96, 98, 99, and 2000. That's that Jeter's dynasty. That's that's amazing right there. Um, but you know, can't discount. You look at the you look at you look at these teams in the last six years, and there's two names that pop up over and over and over, and it's the Astros and the Dodgers. So there you go. Uh the belly even giants. What? Oh, the believing. Yeah, that's right. I was like, belly even. What the fuck is that? My uncle was a scout for the Giants during that run. Nice. What does a scout make, Potch? What does a scout make? What does your uncle, I mean, just give me an idea. You don't have to be like, you made $37,393 before taxes. Was your, did your uncle, was he like rich? Was he like banking? Did he, did he, did he, was he, uh, did he drive a super nice Mercedes and live in a big old fancy house? Or was it like, Man, Uncle Frank is, well, I don't want to go over there for Thanksgiving. Every year we have to do the same thing. We just have turkey and and canned beans and hot dogs, and it's gross. Yeah, he banked. Nice. So much money in sports, man. So much money. It's ridiculous. 
Uh, all righty. We got six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes, Doug, and fresh your own. Uh, let's go ahead and do a little Laminator 5000. We'll fire up the old Laminator 5000. And we'll see what it says for week seven. Don't forget tonight. Um, I am sidecasting Thursday night football. I will also be watching the Astros at the same time. Uh, something cool is going to go down tonight. You don't want to miss that. So make sure you keep it locked right here uh, for Saints Cardinals Thursday night football. A just a a barn burner of a game. I mean, Olave is back. Nuke is back. That might be the best news for that game. Getting Olave back for the Saints and Nuke Hopkins back for the Cardinals might be the best thing. Oh, Jared, you asked that yesterday and I didn't answer it. Uh, yeah, brother. Uh, Jared said, ask me anything about anything. Can I lay sod right now or wait until spring? No, you can absolutely lay it. Just understand that it's going to go dormant, right? So it's going to go dormant after the first freeze. But until then, you're good and you should definitely keep the roots moist keep those keep it wet you know what i mean uh for at least like two weeks like you should water every other day at the very least not like sopping wet where it gets a fungus but you want to you want you want some mud uh underneath like if you pull one back you want you want to keep it you want to keep it a little moist uh, uh so yeah yeah um but yeah you absolutely can't it's fine you can plant saint augustine any time of year it just may not grow until the spring. But yeah, keep it keep it wet. Uh keep those roots soggy or not soggy but uh, damp. Also, make sure you fertilize. Uh but wait at least 4 weeks. So you have time. I would get try to get it in this weekend and then like around the end of November, once it's kind of rooted a little bit, you could put down a fall fertilizer, slow release fertilizer, which I think will really help it's uh, over the winter, kind of help it take root and grow, and you should be great. You should be groovy uh, come springtime. Also, make sure you put out a pre-emergent herbicide next weekend or this weekend. All right, let's do it. Laminator 5000. Yes, roof is open, Mina. That's dope as shit. Uh, McLevin said, what the fuck is Barry a fucking gardener as a side hustle? First of all, language. We have kids that watch this show, for fuck's sake. Uh, also, this it was like a bit that I used to do on my radio show on ESPN here in Houston, McLovin where uh, I would talk about uh, my yard and my co-host and my producer absolutely hated it. And so people would call and ask long questions and I would answer them. And it just be kind of came a thing. And yeah, I kind of just became known as the yard guy. Self-taught, everything I learned, I had to, or everything I know I had to learn to take care of my shit. So yeah, now people ask me about their grass and shit. So it kind of just happened that way. It was, certainly wasn't planned. I would not want to be working for Twitter right now. Elon says he's going to fire 75% of the company. Yeah, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. All right. Uh, so we did week six. There was our odds. We went nine and five on the spreadsheet. I went eight and six. The over-unders went seven and seven. But the intriguing over-unders where it wasn't close one way or the other went three and one. Remember, all those very close over-unders, you got to be a little more careful about when you're looking Um at the Laminator 5000. So Laminator 5000 right now, I want to make sure that this is accurate. Let me, because I've been tweaking the formula. I've been tweaking things. And so I want to make sure, ah, shit. What have I done? What, ha what in the 
flipping flip flyer and filth is that? Hold on. Uh, let me just pull this up. <clears throat> I just want to make sure that my numbers are accurate. And I, I think they are. Let me see here. Um, let's see. Unhide that. Let me just pull up ESPN real quick. By the way, uh, it's weird. I, I think it's kind of weird that they have the Astros and the Yankees playing back-to-back. Kind of sucks for the Yankees. I, I, I'd be kind of pissed if I was a Yankee fan because of the rain out. They're having to play three games in a row. Not that that's a huge deal um, for baseball guys, but still. A day off might be kind of nice, and you know you get an extra day of rest for your pitchers, which means that uh, a guy like Garrett Cole might actually have gotten the nod today had they had the day off. Uh, unfortunately, not the case. All right, let me just check one thing here. I'll just pick a random team. We'll say the Jets. Let me check their stat that I'm looking for, which is... Mm, fuck, where are they on this list? There we go. Okay, it looks to be accurate. Let me check one of the favorites. We'll go with Denver. Ugh. And uh, no, that is, oh, that's not what I'm looking at here. Unhide. Oof, yeah, that's accurate. Okay, cool deal. So here's what the Laminator 5000 says. We're going to hide that. And we're going to hide that. All right, so Laminator 5000 has the following. Uh, for these matchups, all right? So tonight's game, you got New Orleans um, on the road in Arizona. New Orleans is the dog in this. And let me um, let me hide that. Let me hide that. So you're looking at the spread. Well, fuck. I don't have the spread. <sighs> Why didn't that populate? Son of a bitch. All right, let's just go. We'll pull up the schedule. We'll just type them in. Like they say, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, spread is two and a half is the spread in that one. So, Laminator 5000 says you got to go Arizona in that one. Predicted points is, wait a minute, that's not accurate either. Hold on, equals that plus that. There we go. And we'll just drag this down. Oh, shit. I thought this was ready. Not ready for prime time, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, the the spreadsheet says this game ends 23-22. Something like that. One, like a one-point game. But when you get the spread, when you're getting the two-and-a-half from Vegas, uh, that makes it a 26-22, 26-23 game. So, the spreadsheet likes Arizona in that one. Got it. Um, so, um, wait a minute. That's wrong. Fuck this spreadsheet. The spreadsheet would choose New Orleans. The odds didn't get added up. So that's all. It's all fucked up. God damn it. That's okay. We're just going to hide this here. Mm-hmm. Now we can pick it. Uh, all right. So next one is. So these numbers are right. Have no fear. The estimated points is what we need to be correct. And I'll just. Uh, I'll just refigure uh, the rest of these. So Atlanta and Cincy is up next. And in that one, uh, Cincy is favored by six and a half, which uh, they seem to think Atlanta will put up 21. Cincy would score 22, 23. I don't know about that. 
but with the points, if you if you take Atlanta and the points, you go dog again. Uh, spreadsheet says Atlanta wins that. Um, I tell you what, my picks. I'm gonna go. Shit, I think I'm gonna take Arizona and give the two and a half, and I think I'll take Cincy and give six and a half. But fuck, that's a lot. It is at home, and Atlanta has cut. Man, Atlanta's covered every time. You know what? Fuck it. I'll go ATL. That's for you, AJB. I'll go ATL as well. How about that? How you like them apples? I went Arizona minus two and a half. Yeah, I think so. Um, spreadsheet says to go New Orleans, though. We'll see. We'll see who's right. And yeah, I'll be posting this on Patreon for you guys if you want to use it. It is true. Everything I had to learn, I had to learn. What? Oh, that means since he got a smash, bro. And we'll see. We'll see. That's what that let's do that. Like uh, AJB keeps pointing out, Atlanta is six zero against the spread so far this year. Right there. Look at that. Look. Hold on. Six zero against the spread. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's insane. You know what? I'm gonna shrink this down a little bit. I know this is kind of difficult to see, but let's just make my life a little easier here. Uh, over unders. If y'all give a shit, there, there they are. We'll. I'll have to fix that. We can. We can look at that on Monday. Uh, but these are the ones that I care the most about. Uh, so next up, Detroit, Dallas. And Dallas is a seven-point favorite. So the spread is seven in that bad boy. Over under is 49. Uh, spread is seven, which I can just go ahead and get rid of those because that didn't work out. Um. The spreadsheet says take Detroit and the points. Take the seven points. That's a gift on the road. Dak is back. Detroit's defense is bad. They got a great offense. They're putting up points. Uh, I think Dallas kind of gets their shit together. Micah Parsons has him a day. I think the, the, the luster on that Detroit offense might start to crack a little here and there. So I'm going to go Dallas and give the seven. Although... That's a lot to be given up to that Detroit offense. I think Dallas can kind of suppress what you've seen from them so far this year. So uh, give me Dallas, and I'll give up the seven there. All right, Indy and Tennessee. Tennessee at home, and uh, Tennessee is favored by two and a half in this one. So Tennessee is favored, and uh, spreadsheet says to take Indy and the points. In fact, the spreadsheet says that Indy might outscore uh, Tennessee without getting any points. And because of that, I like Indy in that as well. Uh, plus, I just think Indy is kind of clicking. Now, Derrick Henry could have himself a day, and we can all be like, oops, look at that. Uh, but Indy right now, three and two. I mean, it's a close, it's going to be a close game. But anytime you see a dog listed and they've got their estimated point total is automatically higher. Um, you kind of got to go dog in that no matter what, because the numbers tell you that they should win outright. All right. Up next green Bay at Washington. Boy, I never thought I wouldn't want to see a green Bay game. Jesus. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but Packers are favored, uh, four and a half on the road. Oops. Packers are four and a half point favorite on the road. Uh, which means Washington would be expected to put up 23 with the points straight up. It's a, 18 to 20 ball game ish, but you're getting four and a half on the road. 
That Packers defense is ass. Uh, spreadsheet says take the dog. I kind of agree. Aaron Rodgers is like, let's simplify the offense. That can't be a good thing. That can't be a good thing at all. All right, we got to keep rolling here. I'm trying to get through this. I got shit to do. I got to make dinner for the wife. And no one is giving a fuck about the lemonade. What's up, Lana Grant? Hey, Lana, uh, if you're still here, which I think you are, uh, you can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Barry on deck. I'm live right now. I'm live Monday through Thursday, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 5 p.m. usually. So come hang out with us, Lana. We talk a lot of sports if you're a sports fan. Uh, what's up, DMAC, Jay Rizzle, Titan Hugo, and Christopher Reyes, and everybody watching on Twitch. Uh, those of you that are left, I love you. Thank you for sticking it out. I appreciate that. Someone wake up Total Dallas. Why? Uh, because I, I picked Dallas. <sighs> Dallas is going to win. Dallas by 70. Oh, that's why. Yeah. If y'all need something to do before the sidecast, the winery is doing a Facebook Live at 6. Oh, that's dope, dude. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Let's take a look-see at that. This shouldn't be close uh, either way. Carolina going on the road. and or, I mean, Tampa going on the road, and they are an 11-point favorite. Holy Jesus. That's a lot to give up. Tampa should score about 22. Tom and, and crew have not looked good the last couple of games. I will say that, but it's Carolina, and they're terrible, but they're getting 11. 11. They're getting 11 and they're at home. I I mean my my head is telling me to take Tampa. I mean my heart is telling me to take Tampa, but that 11 and it's a division game. So the spreadsheet says you got to go Carolina. Uh I'm going to go Carolina as well. Uh, I, uh, an old gambling dude named uh, Willie B used to say on uh, Sundays, on Houston game day, he would call it the double-digit division dog. Anytime you got a dog that's playing a division game and they're a double-digit dog, take the points. I don't know what his reasoning behind that was, but fuck it. We'll go with that. All right, Giants at uh, Jacksonville. And this is, they've got the Jags as a three-point favorite. That's interesting. So Jags are a three-point favorite at home. The spreadsheet says take the Giants and the points, and I like it. I like it. Giants are clicking on all cylinders, 5-1 and one right now. Jags put up some points but looked bad um, in that division game against Indy last week. Giants are rolling, man. The Giants are absolutely rolling. I don't know what they know. Uh, I don't know what Vegas knows that we don't, but Saquon Barkley is questionable. That's going to be a big key. If he's out, uh, maybe don't make that bet. But if you had to, if you had to bet on all these, I'm taking Giants and give me the three on the road because uh, basically the sheet is saying it's a pick them regardless. And you're going to give me a field goal? Mm, okay. I'll definitely take the Giants then. All right, Cleveland at Baltimore. That should be a pretty lopsided affair, you would think. Spreadsheet says it's 27 to 24 Ravens. Vegas says the Ravens are a six and a half point favorite. Mm, that is a lot, uh, which makes it 30 to 26. I got to tell you, man, Browns are putting up 24 a game. Um, Ravens are giving up about that a game too. And so you're going to spot them six and a half plus that 24, which makes it, well, it makes it 30. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go. Spreadsheet says Cleveland. I think I'm going to go Cleveland on that one. I'm going to go Cleveland on this too. All right, up next, let's see here. We got Jets and Denver. Uh, look, who would have thought? Who would have thought you would have said the Jets are rolling? And the Jets are absolutely rolling. Uh, Broncos, though, are a one-point favorite at home. Uh, sorry, Jeff Bell, but you're not fooling me. I would have had the Jets winning straight up, according to the spreadsheet. So the spreadsheet says go New York Jets, and I say listen to the spreadsheet on that one. I think the Jets win the game uh, outright and straight up. Uh, up next, uh, your Houston Texans travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders a seven-point favorite at home. Uh, Texans with the points. It kind of evens this out a little bit. Gives them a six-point edge when you gift them the touchdown. Problem is that Raiders defense is going to make the Texans offense look better than they are. However, uh, I mm, spreadsheet says to take the dog, take Houston and the points. I'm going to go ahead and go against the grain and say, give me, give me Vegas. Give me Vegas. I just, the Texans are so bad. All right. Up next, Seattle is at the Chargers and Chargers are a five and a half point favorite in that one. Oops. I got to get a better way to do this. Chargers are five and a half point favorite in that one. And the spreadsheet likes Seattle. Uh, man, Geno Smith. I don't know. I put LAC, but Geno Smith has really been making a believer out of the people out of people. And Chargers, the Chargers have had some struggles here and there. I think my instinct you saw was to type in the Chargers. I think they might win straight up, but I think Seattle can cover if Geno Smith keeps playing the way he does. So enough respect due to Geno Smith. All right, we got three left. We got KC in San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Miami, and then uh, the Monday night tilt with Chicago and New England. So let's look at KC at the Niners on the road against a really good Niners defense who's faltered a little bit as of late. Uh, The Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite on the road. And with that, with the two and a half, right now the game would be a pick them straight up. So if you're getting a two and a half, the spreadsheet says go Niners. Uh, give me KC in that one. I, I think they have a bounce back. I think they get some shit figured out and they, they, they have a point to prove. And I get it. That's a really good San Francisco defense. I get it. Uh, but I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and those cats, they, uh, you know, they, they have a sour taste in their mouth from last week, to say the least. So they're, they are definitely looking for uh, to put themselves back in the win column. And to prove a point, that look, this is one of the better defenses in the league, and we can beat them. All right, two games left. Pittsburgh and Miami. Pittsburgh on the road in Miami. Uh, Dolphins favored by seven, which makes this a 28-23 game, according to the spreadsheet and the Laminator 5,000. So, boy, it's just all picking dogs at this point. I mean, it is all dogs. And last week, it was not a week for favorites, which kind of makes you concerned that maybe this week it'll flip and the the spreadsheet shits the bed. I need to go back and check the formulas. But um, I am just not feeling Pittsburgh. Tua might play. That's a big deal to me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give up the touchdown and take Miami because I think Tua plays. All right, last game, and then I'm out. And then we're bouncing. What does it say? Man, imagine an all-dog parlay. That would be wild, right? 
Um, Mitch Manis said, that means I can see Tua getting concussed again. Yeah. Yes, uh, Pittsburgh-Miami is the Sunday night game, sadly. Monday Night Football, Chicago on the road in Boston, taking on the New England Patriots. Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Even with the touchdown, as bad as Chicago's offense is, it gives them a slight edge of about a field goal, according to the numbers. Well, fuck that. Uh, This says take Chicago again. That's crazy. Uh, I'm going New England. So we'll see. Did the spreadsheet literally pick every dog? Is it that kind of week? New Orleans, Atlanta, Detroit, Indy, Washington, Carolina, the Giants, Cleveland, the Jets, Houston, Seattle, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. That's insane. Yes, I mean, I could imagine an all-dog parlay. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Now, I mean, you know, if you believe in the formula, well, then that's what it says to do, right? I mean, there's only a few times where the dog is actually, according to the formula, outscoring um, the favorite straight up. Uh, so, but those points, man, that's what that's how Vegas gets you. So that's why sometimes you got to do this with your heart and not with the formula. All right, so there you go, Laminator 5000. What I'll do is I'll post that. At some point, today or tomorrow, I'll put that on the Patreon so you guys can have it. Oh, you're going to do an all-dog parlay? Let's go! Let's go! I love it! I don't even know who the Bears' backup QB is. This feels as questionable. Yeah, give me a safe bet for this week. Uh, Safe bet for this week, Mitch. One thing you can do uh, before we get out of here is look at these variances, right? So this variance is supposed to tell you, but this is fucked up, so I'm not going to use it. Uh, but basically what you can do is look at look at the difference between the two numbers. If it's big, in fact, here, I can do it this way. We'll go that minus that. All right, if you get a big number that way, uh, the, the bigger the number away from zero... The more the variance, the more likely the outcome is, even on the over-unders. Um, but we're, I, I don't trust my over-unders on this formula. I still didn't finish the script right. So, But you see like that five and a half. I mean, when you get a close game like that and you're getting six, that tells you something, right? So maybe um, Atlanta and their 6-0 against the spread. Atlanta getting a, a six and a half. The spreadsheet says... I mean, there's no safe bets, uh, but the spreadsheet says to take Atlanta, right? Uh, another big variance is this one, uh, taking Carolina. Although I just don't trust Carolina enough to take him. If you if you're feeling froggy, getting a touchdown against Vegas, who's a bad defense, and you know Texas defense is giving up less than twenty. Uh, but that six point two is another one. So there's a six point two and a five point four. There's just not a ton, man. There's just nothing that stands out to me that's like, oh, this is the safest. But I think I'd take Atlanta in the six and a half. I'd take Houston in the touchdown. And um, maybe, maybe uh, Cleveland in the six and a half. So there you go. All right, now we're going to get out of here. Uh, Genuinely think the Islanders a fuck jersey. Okay, wouldn't be mad at adding Islanders. Don't do that. Just leave it as the NFL parlay, the all-dog parlay. That's, that would be so badass if you won that. Oh, my God. You'd be super rich. All right. Let's get the hell out.
Appreciate y'all hanging out a little long with me. Sorry I started late. Sorry for that. Uh, for those of you left, I love you. I appreciate you so much. I use underdogs and I do individual players, but I need to look elsewhere. Okay. I use underdog and I do individual players. But I need to go. Gotcha. Trevor Simeon feels back up. Yeesh. Yeesh. What's up, Thor? Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, thank you, Mark. Appreciate that, man. All right. I love you guys. I'll see y'all on Monday. Come hang out with me. Enjoy the baseball. Don't forget tonight, I'm also sidecasting that Saints-Cardinals game. Something cool is going to go down, so make sure you check that out. I'll probably go live about in about two hours. Huh. Uh, until then, and until I see you tonight or tomorrow or the weekend or Monday, whatever, until I see you again, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly... I will see y'all hopefully tonight. If not, I'll see you Monday, I hope. All right? Bye, guys. They said go Yanks. Go Strokes. Good luck, Yanks. Bye. Daddy's making a YouTube video.